you know, if I'm running a fucking scam, you know who's helping me, right? I put my period blood in there, Kool-Aid. <laughs> So it's free. While I'm uh, getting busted for my Kool Aid Mesa flower period blood fake blood concoction, you were trying to use that that distraction. Cold open fodder. I don't know if I want that on there. There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. You remember me from the last movie, but let me tell you about it more. (laughs) Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? I want to sing in a Christmas voice. It's the most wonderful time of the year, but it feels like it. <laughs> this month, we kicked it off with our 200th episode. Woot, woot. Woo! And are finishing the last three weeks. with we ha- We've been looking for an excuse to jam this trilogy in. It's yep. motherfucking Blade. <laughs> if you didn't read the title of what you yeah. just downloaded, it's Blade <laughs> 2 specifically, baby. We're not even going to bother coming up with a rationale. We just wanted to fucking watch the Blades (laughs) again. Fuck you, it's Blade Month. You're welcome. (laughs) And this week is 2002's Blade 2. Yeah, so everybody I've been talking to, people I would not expect, they're like, oh my God, I love Blade movies. Like, housewives and shit, where I'm just like, it's just, it's a great unifier. They're for everybody, really. Technically, there's a new Blade coming out this year or next year. I don't know. So it's sort of relevant. No, Mahershala. Well, he might have a. He might oh, have don't a try to force my hand because I love Mahershala Ali, but yeah, I know. I need <laughs> Wesley Snipes' shoulder. He needs to have his sleeves on. Purity culture, bring it back. He's been very complimentary about the new one, and like is trying to encourage people to like, hey, don't do the toxic not the true blade thing like give him a try i'm like i uh, get it and good on you man i'll do whatever he tells me to okay yeah right (laughs) just not for me i'm not gonna like go bitch about it that's fine people want to watch it and enjoy it i'm I'm gonna watch it still eventually i'm not not. i will and if i don't like it then i'll palate cleanse with blade one two and three again (laughs) because i'm comfortable (laughs) in my blade sculinity Jay, before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. Uh, you know what? You've fallen on some kind of hard times. You're a little tight Ooh. for cash these days. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? It's uh, It's gotten to the point where you need to start looking for some alternative sources of income. You've been selling your plasma. That works out okay. Um, <laughs> Good but for you me. Just I'm industrious. Out, right? But you just found out about this underground blood clinic that actually pays cash. You know J.G. Wentworth, I gave you my blood and I need cash now. <laughs> you know, and hey, they'll even take it in the jar. A little bit weird, um, but, you know, it's worth a shot. So you've decided you're going to try and run a little scammy scam, uh, and you yeah, just rocked a, up yeah. with a jar of red Kool-Aid that's Kay. more or less the same viscosity as blood. You put a little cornstarch in there. It'll, it'll probably work Mesa out flour. Okay. Mesa flour. Ah, see? See, you're uh, you're ahead of the game. But unfortunately, these guys are running some really advanced testing on the blood donations that they bring in. Like, really advanced. 
So, you've just been caught trying to scam the blood donor clinic. Uh, the technician is strapping on some alarmingly large needles to every finger on his hand. You got about 10 seconds before they start harvesting. In the time before that happens, sell us on this movie. First off, Whistler's back. Don't ask any questions. Then, Blade teams up with the vampires to fight predator vampires. But also, Blade bones down a hot vampire chick. Hey, 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> on the money? Does nice. he? Just about, yeah. Uh, does he well, actually bone her, though? He's like uh, in a cut scene, he does. Where he cut, well, I want the extended cut. Let me see. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was something they actually filmed or it was originally writing, but they were originally going to have a sex scene. At okay. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Did you? Give me the Blade <laughs> 2.5 cut. It's just Blade fucking for 45 minutes straight. We never see who. We will accept any sex tapes Wesley Snipes offers, <laughs> gratefully. Why do I feel like Wesley Snipes probably fucks like Christian Bale in American Psycho? I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Case, while I was getting busted for my fake blood concoction, you were trying to use the distraction to rob the cash register. Unfortunately, they pulled a shotgun on you and are about to pull the trigger. So in the 10 seconds before you are splattered all over the wall of the clinic, sell us on this movie. Romeo and Juliet gets a happy ending because they found a new group of people to team up and hate together. She still dies, but I'm happy Blade's single. Eight seconds. I I like that you went with the single. That's the part It that... was a happy ending for me. <laughs> She's gone now with her weird eyebrows. And Wesley's on the grind. To make sense of that, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. No, let's not. Let's just leave it, it at that. It was it. It was pe two groups of people that hate each other that bonded over hating a third new icky group. Why with the narration? Last week was so much better on this point. It's not even like Blade 2 has a bad intro Like after the narration is done. Because it has some sweet ass-kicking. I guess the problem is that Blade 2 begins with a continuity error that it has to solve. Like, how are you going to do a Blade film without Whistler? Well, see, Blade 2 strategy is we're just going to, like, vaguely gesture to the fact that Whistler turned into a vampire off screen last time. Oh. Bibbidi bobbidi Blade 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wave a wand. Right. And the, the, the vampires have just been keeping him. For some reason. I don't know why he's not on board with the vampire thing now that he's a vampire, but I guess he's not. And they're just keeping him in a back to tank somewhere. So Blade tracks down Whistler, saves him from the back to tank, and just immediately cures him of his vampirism. There's a fucking cure for vampirism? Yes, yeah. the hematologist lady in the first one. She I thought that up. was just to keep people from turning. Nah, it explicitly cures vampirism in people who are not purebloods. And Blade proceeded to just ignore it for everybody but Whistler in the time between that movie and this one, I guess. I don't know. He's not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> These vampires coming to our hospitals, taking our jobs. No. Yeah. It's not his job. Anyways, that plot point's over. We're never going to speak of the vampire cure again. It doesn't matter. Moving on. Whistler's back and immediately begins a dick measuring contest with his new Gen X replacement, Scud. Like stud, but with a C, Scud. Well, all of that stuff is to set up the main conflict. There's a mutation that can infect both vampires and humans, and they call them Reapers. 
They're basically vampires that have predator jaws and none of the vampires' weaknesses. Well, except for sunlight. They're allergic to sunlight still. Allergic. Um, they're also really ugly. That's a weakness. Ew. <laughs> They're very uh, Nosferatu crackhead, looking. They look like crackhead Le- Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very yeah. Nosferatu. Yeah. I have so yeah. many questions about the Reapers. Don't let me get started right now. Anyway, vampires show up at Blade's house, but turns out they just want his help. See, they need to team up against the greater evil that is this new, like, Reaper thing. The vampires have even got their own Vampire A team that they want Blade to lead. The V team. Nope. Not, yes. Not calling it that. Yes, the V team. Yeah. Wesley Snipes Blade and the be on my team. V team any day. Blade and the V team meet up with the head and OG Reaper at a nightclub. Terrifyingly, he's called Jared. Jared. He went Jared to is Jared, all... guys. He did it. <laughs> no. Jared is all, yo, Blade, I hate vampires. You hate vampires. Enemy am my enemy. Let's murder these fools. And Blade is all like, no. The two of them get into a fight, and Jared escapes just as Whistler returns. See, Scud had tried to accuse Whistler of being still a vampire because he just abandoned his post during this whole nightclub thing, which, to be fair, kind of a reasonable accusation to make. I, I had to abandon so. my post yesterday because I had to poop. So Whistler should have just been like, sorry, I had to shit, man. I haven't shit in two years because I've been in a vat of Kool-Aid. And now I'm a human again. <laughs> I got a deuce. You and your young colon. Well, let me tell you, fucker, when you get older, it's not as easy to hold on to. Whistler had actually abandoned his post to follow a reaper into the sewers where he found a nest and everybody's going to head down into the sewers because they're all just fine with smelling like shit, I guess. No questions asked. Let's get in there, bud. The V team gets fucking wrecked in the sewers. Wrecked. The only two that survive are Reinhardt, the blowhard, and Nisa, who is Blade's weird vampire girlfriend. And and we're just going to set that aside for later since she only survives because Blade gives her his blood. Aww, we're going to leave sweet. it at room temperature. Nisa's daddy is the big bad head vampire. And in a plot twist, he betrays Blade and his whole team. Not really what? much of a surprise. We all kind of saw that coming, right? In another plot twist, it turns out he's a vampire eugenicist that plans to create a master race by cloning, I guess, himself into a bunch of perfect... You know what? It doesn't matter. He, Of course he is. Of course he did. It's a Blade movie. They, he's in vitro fertilizing himself, and he loves it. Oh, but Dave, Jared is imperfect. He is still weak to sunlight, and he's called Jared. Jared. That's, that's very fair. That's a huge weakness. Scud reveals that he's been working with vampires the whole time, and Blade just ices him on the spot for the confession. Then Blade has another one of those, oh, no, I'm too weak moments, like in the last film, except this time there's no hematologist to save him, so he falls into a giant pool of blood and mm-hmm. powers up that way. Kinda or it could just that. be unset jello, either or. Yeah. Still kind of prefer that over a minute and a half of uncomfortably sexual neck. <laughs> yeah, no, just get them wet and get them in the fight. That pool is the biggest fucking checkoff gun I've seen in a minute. Like, I love it. Shut the, up. The camera lingers. Yeah. yeah, they waste so much time. We know he's falling into the blood. Just get in the blood. Damn it. Whatever. Blade uses his newfound strength to murder the fuck out of Reinhardt, while Jared uses his daddy issues to Oedipus his vamp daddy. Jared starts to kill Nisa, but Blade shows up and fucks his shit up. 
Jared accepts that his revenge is more or less complete, and we've only got about 10 minutes of runtime left in this, and just kills himself for Blade, which is either boss as fuck or makes him go out like a bitch. I haven't decided yet. I'm on the fence. What I'm not on the fence about is how much I hate the ending, since Blade takes Nisa out and lets her see the sun for the first time, but she spends the entirety of it staring at fucking Blade. She doesn't even look at the sun. Yeah, because the brightest star closest to her is Wesley fucking <laughs> Snipes. <laughs> you are my son, bro. Yeah, that's exactly bro. what I said. It was just like, yeah, you're staring at the right thing. Uh, Wesley uh, Snipes at Golden Hour? Are you shitting me? I would not look at anything. <laughs> I wish I could look at him and Ia rather than the stupid fucking sun. Um, you guys can line up and hang off of buildings, but I'm looking at Wesley. So I have a question for you. So both of you, and you can a- you can answer separately. If you want a date with Blade slash Wesley Snipes, would you want him to keep the contacts in or out for making Whoopi? Picture in, this is like a sure. dating game. Are you kidding me? What? I know, but his naturalizer are so beautiful too. Yeah, that's sure. That, that's true. That's Dave. True. Uh, let's go one and one. And you then I just, want, I want him to constantly go back and winking, forth. Winking, winking, yeah. winking. Mm, yeah, I okay. never want to see both at the same time. Just Wesley Blade, Wesley Blade. Are they different people? We'll never know unless he Not really, stops no. being a coward and comes on my podcast and whatever else he wants. <laughs> hey, oh, I just have a weakness for Wesley Snipes. I'm sorry. I, I get it. I sound it. like I get a it. fucking predator right now, and I apologize. <laughs> I'm very inappropriate. I, I was going to ask if this is going to be an ongoing theme of your questions, because we may want to skip ahead. Uh, no, no, I'm not asking them all at the same time. All right. It's Blade Month. We kicked things off, obviously, last week with Blade 1. Blade 2. Is this the bigger, badder, uncut Blade, or... Just a weirder blade. Uh, okay, I have such mixed feelings about this movie. Yeah. Because yeah, I great, remember yeah. not loving it. Oh, and, man. Okay, like, it. I like it better than most movies, but in the context of the Bladeverse, I'm like, eh. And coming back and rewatching it for the first time in, like, 10 years or so, the action scenes are fantastic. It feels... More like, yeah, I'll say, no, 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 listen, I, I let me bring up three that are really great. Okay. Okay. It feels like a horror movie because they constantly are trying to keep the tension going. Like, there's a lot of action. It's not just, like, a bunch at the beginning, in the middle, and then a big fight scene. Like, they keep it going. They, they really pepper in the fight scenes. But it's also sometimes just terribly boring and i don't know why i'm i can't articulate what i don't like about this movie i I think maybe the tone when this came out i actually remember there was a lot of press around how much training wesley snipes had done in i think shotokan karate to prepare for the role yeah um like it was a big big push and it kind of comes through in a few fight scenes in particular there's uh right at the beginning of the movie um when he's trying to track down where whistler's being kept the whole fight sequence yes. of him yeah. uh, chasing the guys through the the hallways he uh, keeps the one guy alive the to use his cannon fodder and as a human well as a vampire meat shield and like 
Wesley Snipes punching two people at the same time in a hallway is yes, always, yes, please, yes, forever. Yes. Really like that fight scene. I think overall it works really well. It technically looks good. Um, and it's, it's got some comedy well. interspersed throughout it. Yeah. However, I it doesn't get away from the big issue with the fight scenes in this movie, um, which is Wesley Snipes doesn't do anything unless he can pose his way through it. Yeah. And but yeah. it's a superhero the, movie. I, right. Sure, but like the modern MCU does not have shit on Wesley Snipes when it comes to his ability to pose. Oh yeah, no, it, he's a flashy boy, dude. Every, he knows. every time he pulls silver stakes out in this movie, it is just and Vogue, 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 Vogue. Yes, strike a pose, yeah. strike a pose. Yeah. Angles, yeah. He's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to follow celebrities on Instagram, but now I gotta know what his looks like at Dave. least. Dave, Dave, this it, movie uh, Wesley Snipes is a series of poses. There's literally a scene where he has glasses thrown to him and he catches them in a pose to yeah. then snap Slowly. and put them on mm. for another pose. That's true. Yes. I actually want to call out that scene in particular because he no look catches those sunglasses. Yeah. 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 With terrible Which, CGI. Yeah. And also, Whistler throws him the sunglasses. Whistler doesn't say anything to indicate that he's about to huck sunglasses at Blade's head. No, 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 but Whistler knows Whistler is a good toddler mom and keeps that motherfucking thing on him. He's got probably got a coat full of glasses on one side and blood serum on the other. Like, he knows how to keep Wesley happy. So uh, there are a couple really standout fight scenes. Casey, you had a couple more? The, yeah, I don't know. The, when he first meets Jared... In the, like, sewer, but now they're in, like, a warehouse thing because there's windows. I'm not really sure how the fuck they got there, but whatever. When he's fighting Jared on the catwalk, that's another yeah. scene where yep. Wesley gets to do his thing, do his his karate and shit, and look super cool doing it. What broke my heart with this is when they took the scene where they are in Blade's Lair they have the cool music video-looking wall of lights. like It's like a fucking Tony Braxton video. The God And lights. Blade and Nisa and her brother are all fighting each other, but they rely on CGI, and it looks terrible. Yeah. If you would have given me a less flippy fight scene and just given me the shadow of Wesley Snipes kicking the shit out of two ninja vampires, I would have been a happy girl. There was no reason to CGI that. All right, at all. all right, let's let's do these one at a time because I I want to say something nice before I start shit yeah. all a over shit this. Sandwich? Yeah, okay. so yeah. yeah, let's talk about first that fight scene in the like underground church, I guess, full of scaffolding against Jared because it is a great fight scene. Jared it also was choreographed by Donnie Yen, uh, who's in this movie playing Snowman, and that explains why it's so fucking good because they got a legit martial artist to choreograph the whole thing, and it is an amazing fight scene that is super comic booky. Um, yeah. And the only thing that breaks it for me is at one point, Jared picks up a, a rebar that has a bunch of concrete on the end of it to fight against Blade's sword. And the yeah. rest of that scene, all I can think is Blade's sword should be at a fucking right angle after he just whacked <laughs> it with that thing. It's a thin little straight sword. <laughs> that thing is fucked. It's now a hoe. <laughs> I think I tie those two things together. I think that's really what I makes Blade 2 stand out for me is that it, in a sense, yes, uh, Wesley Snipes does pose his way through all of the combat scenes, but 
it's a comic book movie and it brings it's their comic book poses. It feels like comic yes. panels it's passing by. And when he fights with that fucking rebar, that concrete rebar and blocks it, it's very comic. It's the kind of oh, shit yeah. you see in comic books. They really nailed the feel of this. Very calm. It, you can pick up any like vaguely sword shaped object and use it in a sword right. duel and it'll yes. work perfectly fine. Yes, I, exactly. It's a minor quibble and I totally buy it in that scene. The The posing sometimes works for me. It sometimes doesn't. You know, it, it kind of comes down to how well it's filmed and I don't think they they totally nailed it in every scene in the movie. Okay, sure. I do think it accentuates the grimdark. I think that's how you you make grimdark kind of lighter is you you highlight in a sense that it's a comic. That's true. I I, I I do like how it kind of adds a little bit of levity to this right. intensely grimdark 90s cool guy movie. Because it's <laughs> very much what it is. Yeah, I'm not going to let you shit on it. I think it was, that part was perfect. When they weren't abusing CGI in a fight scene, I understand that, okay, if you're going to have them jumping out of a building or like in the first one when they throw a woman across the street and down two stories or whatever, okay, yeah, you got to CGI. But like you have an experienced group of people work with what you have. But I also understand in the context of time period the Matrix, we're in, still in the fervor of the Matrix. And so just like, we got to do this. Yes. We got to do well, I get it. So I let's, get it. Let's talk about the Godlight sequence then. Because, yeah, I have fucking feelings. It um, this is what happens when you design a movie without considering the fucking limitations of the technology of your time. Because yes. if you wanted to write a scene that would show your CGI in the worst possible fucking light, pun intended, it would be the Godlight sequence. Yeah. It is the worst possible <laughs> sequence you can come up with. There's no way at the time for that CGI to look good. You have to mask it and understand the limitations of your technology. There's a reason Jurassic Park's in a fucking storm all the time. Like, their legs are bending in the middle of their shin. Like, it looks like Gumby beating the shit out of Gumby with tits. Everybody turns into Stretch Armstrong, essentially. There is no bone structure in their bodies. Hot take. I think the Godlight sequence is awesome. I think it comes all the way back around. Because, because, right, so now, by contrast, we know that they know how to use CGI well. They obviously, like you said, did not plan... And they don't use CGI well, but it's so ridiculous and Gumby-like and their weird sword fighting and flips that it looks like a shadow puppet show. And it's it's so awful that it's kind of hilarious to watch. Oh, man. It takes well, it out. I go, I completely <laughs> disconnect in that moment where I'm just like, dude, this could have been awesome. This yeah. could have yeah. been. If you would have just given me the, the, um catwalk scene again against jared but in front of those lights with titty woman then yeah it would have looked cool but because when they they were fighting in person it was good or if you would have had blade fighting in the middle and fighting them off end to end and just like like oh my god you could use body doubles if you are not confident in the people's performance like there's so much we could have done and instead they're like we gotta remember the matrix 
<laughs> I'm not going to say when they were fighting in person, it was good. It was definitely entertaining. It was enjoyable. The, the fight scene starts off with Blade doing the, like, old school kung fu master. I'm not even going to take my sword out one hand behind the back block everything. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it's it. Not, it's not the best take on that sequence I've ever seen, but I did sure. enjoy it quite a bit. Wesley Snipes makes it his own. And that's what he is good at, is making something his own and being his authentic self. And I think, I I might be wrong, but as the Blade series goes on, I think those characters become closer and closer. Oh, even at this point in the series, Guillermo del Toro said when he was making this that no one understood the character in the way that Wesley Snipes did. And he largely just took Wesley's lead on the Blade character and let him kind of find that in it. Um, As you although, should. From what I understand, you know, a, a fair amount of of the um, of Blade's lines are sort of done uh, improv by Wesley as he sort of felt his way through the character. Yeah, and in this movie, when Blade is being overrun by Reapers and he proceeds to set off a UV grenade while screaming, you obviously do not know who you are fucking with. <laughs> that was Wesley. That was just Wesley right like, ah! there. So, like, Dave was saying a lot of the lines, like, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill, are from Wesley Snipes' like, yeah. personal experience. I feel like that scene was, like, Hey, this one time I decided to go out and buy my kid a Furby for Black Friday and let's just replace the moms <laughs> with Reapers. And that's what happens. He like set off a fucking bath bomb and bath of body works, throwing it at these but like, you obviously don't know who you are fucking with. I'm getting this Furby. And he got it. It's just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just play a little word salad and turn that into an action scene. Uh yeah. So the V team in general, when this came out, when did this come out? 2002? 2002. Yes. So when this came out in 2002, the V team in general confused me a lot. First off, I'm going to say right up front as a very white Midwestern boy, I did not understand the context of the can you blush line until much later. Um, Same. I thought it was like because he's not a real vampire and he doesn't drink yeah, blood. Yeah, I, I thought it was thing, some vampire that went, thing. also went over my head. That until was a like very weird moment for eight me years, years later. Down the I was line. like, "Oh, that's yeah. a naughty." Oh, okay. Yeah. Second of all, from 2002 to now, I still don't understand why the other white guy is named Chupa. It's never made sense to me. It's just a weird thing to include. I know it's not part of the V team. But I think one of my favorite non-main characters in the whole movie was European Daddy Vampire's lawyer because he has <laughs> the line when Wesley Snipes is like, you're human. And he's like, barely. I'm a lawyer. And I'm just like, Classic. oh, hey. Classic joke. Never gets Zinger. So good. Loved it. I loved it. People. Unless you listen to our podcast, then you're our favorite people. And we'll probably need you to help us pro bono no, in a couple of years. It, it's a joke. You fulfill a vital role in American society. <laughs> Please don't sue me. Dude, speaking of Lighthammer, him hiding his bite. Why do we have to have this in every horror zombie vampire? Like, maybe they won't notice. Bro, maybe they will. They absolutely will at some point. <laughs> That's like, you know what I mean? That's like this. It's a very Casey Anthony thing to do of like, maybe no one will notice I'm pregnant. It's, Not at first. Sure. But 
when you show it with a beach ball to your graduation, people are going to fucking ask questions, man. It is a very silly trope. I'm okay with it, other than the fact that in this movie, they use it as an excuse to kill Donnie Yen off screen. And that's just never fucking allowed. You give no. Donnie Yen yeah. a fighting chance. I want what? to see right. him fight. Yeah, that would have been a great fight scene. We could have cut out some other shit to have Lighthammer fight Donnie Yen. Right. Yes. Like you're you're gonna go to all the trouble of getting Donnie Yen and giving him a Japanese sword and putting him in a mesh tank top and eyeliner, and then right. you're gonna kill him off screen. Let me talk about it. I, I teed that up just for oh you. Oh my god, Donnie Yen in eyeliner. Yes, 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 yes. It's 2002, so it's a little more emo than K-pop, but I'll take what I can get of like love uh, a goth yen. Love a goth yen. It's it's very goth. Oh my god. It really is. Cut my life into pieces, please. He also in the first time Donnie Yen's character is introduced, gives some kind of like fuck you hand sign to Blade. I don't know what it actually means, but I've been doing it for years since this movie came out. I missed that completely. Yeah, cuz he's show me the sign. His character's mute. Well, that I didn't notice cuz every time I saw that guy liner, I heard careless whisper <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> This is a little bit late, but we had talked about like our favorite fights earlier, and I actually think my favorite fight is toward the end. I don't know. I really love that intro, that beginning fight, but there's the one at the end where he fights the warm-up fight for um for Ron Perlman's character, for Reinhardt, where he fights all of the fucking vampires after getting powered up from the pool of blood is <laughs> fucking awesome. It's oh, yeah. awesome. What is the wrestling move he caps off that fight with? The suplex. Okay. It's a yes. German suplex. Okay. Yeah. Because he was because... fighting Germans. Right. So, like, they use a shit ton of wrestling moves in this. There's, uh, they don't have ropes, but, like, running up the ropes, dropping elbows, and there's power bombs. But the fucking blade finishes with a perfect vertical German suplex. And I'm just like, yeah. And he does it like so slow while maintaining eye contact right. with someone else. Like, with Reinhardt. you see this? With Ron Perlman. It's yeah. coming. It's, so it's right. coming for you. It's and he so smashes cute. him down out of the floor. Then a glass. And the glass fucking, they film it from the bottom. The glass explodes everywhere. It's, it's so cool. Perfect. It is. Per okay. So when that happened, I noticed it was like the third or fourth wrestling blatant wrestling yeah that I'd seen. yeah and i asked her i was like why are we seeing so many wwe moves and then before he had the word moves out i was like oh target markets okay yeah it's <laughs> yeah, 2002 yeah and you know what i mean i was just like okay yeah 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 that makes it just like how we had to put ufc and everything for like 10 years straight yeah it's plus target wrestling markets. moves wrestling moves are are designed for show to right film so they they well. work really well in film and yeah. cinema because they they evoke uh, a lot of force and they're very theatrical and I love it's that. Like but I love them. a play to film. Nine times out of ten, you can do a decent job. It's harder with books, but it's very easy with plays and comic books because it's just storyboarding. It's done. Look, wrestling moves do look good on film because they are designed to look good, but it's a fine fucking line. And there are certain <laughs> wrestling moves like a goddamn German suplex. <laughs> Where the only thing I can think as I'm watching this on the movie is, why would the man he's holding upside down be, like, perfectly pointing his toes directly <laughs> to the sky? And why he's accepted his fate. Yeah. <laughs> 
And why is Reinhardt not taking advantage of this to shank Blade in the stomach while he's going through this? Because he's getting mugged. He's getting mugged, you man. You are getting mugged by Wesley Snipes. You can't break away from that. It's like no. Medusa, but the opposite. Like, you are <laughs> rock hard, but just in one area. I And I love that they cap it off. You know, the so they he, Blake kills all these vampires, and the idea is that he's about to have a fight with Reinhardt, and he just fucking murks Reinhardt right off the bat. It's the anticlimacticness of it makes it perfect that he spent all of that time chewing through the minions. Okay, he does not just murk Reinhardt off the bat. Reinhardt attempts to cut him with his own sword, and Blade catches it with his bare goddamn yeah. hands. Mm-hmm. That's a climactic moment of a Brandon Sanderson novel. You're That's not going to take yeah. that away yeah. from Wesley Snipes. That's fair. It's bitching. It he, is. He doesn't draw it out, though, as like further proof and disrespect to Reinhardt. Like, you're a bitch. You're not even worth <laughs> me suplexing. Like, the guy that you think is less than I spent more time with. You, I'll let you try to kill me, and then I'll let it blow up in your face and embarrass you more. I know that there's the scene where Wesley Snipes is is attacked by a bunch of Reapers, uh, reminiscent of like a zombie horde attacking him, and he blows them all up. And so that's a pretty high body count, but Whistler might have the higher body count because he deletuses a ton of fetuses. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All of the little baby vampires. Yeah, there's this like giant sci-fi thing where they have all of the little Reaper giant sci-fi cylinder. It looks like a futuristic Japanese um, vending machine of fetuses. Yeah, Um, or at least those fetuses that like people use the pro-life people use on Facebook. Like this is your baby ten minutes after conception, and it's like playing a piano with an umbilical cord. Like, it's one of those. It looks like those weird props. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because there's one thing in that, and I know this is just a me thing, but when Damaskinos, the evil overlord vampire, is showing them all of the vampire fetuses in there, there's a scene where he takes one of them off um, yeah. so that he can, like, show yeah. it to people, and the one behind it immediately shifts forward all the way so that you get the nice, clean, front-faced image oh off God, of it. Are- but all I could think about is, what does he do when he, like, is he just going to take that one with him? Does it, like, slide back in like it's, like, one of those little Coke can Have you things ever tried yeah, to get yeah. a kombucha back on the shelf? I've bought flavors I didn't even want because I couldn't get it back. I'm like, fuck it. I'll drink watermelon lavender. I know it's a me thing, but I think it every time I watch this movie. Like I don't because is you there work a return retail tray? forever. So those That's are true. things that are yeah, difficult for you scarred. to unsee. Just like I hate every restaurant scene. Yeah, you front face your fetuses always. <laughs> <laughs> okay, other random things that stuck with me. The scene when he's trying to go bust Whistler out of the w- warehouse, the Whistler warehouse or whatever. When after he beats everybody's ass in the parking lot and makes sure his car doesn't get scratched by a crotch rocket, he uses a balding vampire to bust his way into their hideout where they're doing what looks to be blocaine. It's red cocaine. Yeah, the like, vampires. Blocaine. So did they like emulsify blood and then put it in a vacuum oven for two weeks and then put it through a coffee grinder to make powdered blood? What how what happened? How did I assume you, is, this is like the vampire version of Brown Brown? 
Like they, it's also a drug Why as well. Why are you guys so obsessed yes. with fucking brown brown? Because it's hilarious. Once yeah, a month we talk about it's brown hilarious. brown and I have to cut month. it. Oh, really? <laughs> I no, oh, also, also in the cancel episode, right? There's <laughs> a super cut of us talking about brown brown for like you guys, 40 minutes. It's never me bringing up brown brown. It's always you guys. Yeah, what fucking movie because was brown it? Brown brown is fucking stupid. I what think it motherfucker was... was like, yeah, 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 you don't make this cocaine better? Gunpowder. <laughs> Back to your point. I assume that the vampires have like a Gordon Ramsay vampire somewhere that is just working on coming up with new ways for them to imbibe blood Good. in new okay. and interesting yes. ways. Because in I this movie, so. we've got uh, a scene where Damaskinos is eating some type of like blood jelly um, with the world's worst goddamn fork. I have never. The yeah, fork that he uses is tiny and spindly and only has two tines, and he's eating something with the consistency of jello. It would not work at all. I am convinced the one shot where he managed to get it to his mouth is the only time that worked, and they just said, fuck it, it print, all we're day moving on. to film that. Uh, no, I think it's kind of like the cannabis industry where they're constantly like making new ways to put drugs in your body. They had a snortable version, and that got nixed. What? Someone made a snortable yes. cannabis? Yes, they made snortable THC. Why would you want that? Basically, I guess maybe probably just powdered THCA that someone was just blowing like a rail and everyone's like, doesn't feel like a good idea. Let's turn <laughs> no. it down. I'm just like, yeah, no, we don't need that vibe, guys. We don't need it. Stick to your gas station drugs if that's what you're into, <laughs> my friend. Go get some K2 about it. Eat someone's face off. It's fine. So, yeah, I just assume the vampires, because the vampire, do the vampires in the Blade universe eat normal food as well? I don't know no. that we see them at any point. I don't think we see them. No, they're all, no. all they do is like no. smoke cigarettes and be heroin thin. Okay. okay, I think part of the eating part of this film and that sort of thing is just the director. Because if you think about Pan's Labyrinth, there's that big food display. I feel like he kind of has like a food thing going on. Your uh, Toro? I don't yeah. know. Does he? I feel like it. I feel like he might. Hellboy, Hellboy is constantly eating. Yeah, I mean, Hellboy, we do yeah. get the scenes of, like, massive cartloads of food being brought in yeah. for Hellboy. Yeah, he's very food-focused. I, I Yeah, maybe that could be it. Um, Man, I'm glad you mentioned Guillermo del Toro and the director of this because I, I so badly... From everything I can tell, the creation of this film was an absolute shit show. Guillermo del Toro outright trash talks the writer on the director's commentary of this movie. <laughs> oh, that's aggressive. David yeah. Goyer. Yeah. Um, although he does, he does say that there is a, a, a beautiful simplicity about lines like, now you got an explosive device strapped to the back of your head. <laughs> okay, I have a question about the Reapers. Yes. Are they only men? Because it looked like they were only turning dudes, which I'm going to say sexist, bitch. <laughs> Why aren't we good enough? They're um, all Nosferatu looking dudes, but they're all men. I did not see one lady reaper. There's only like two or three reapers important. aside from Jared that we really spend any time lingering on. Most of the time, yeah, but they're if just you look at the horde groups, there's no women. I didn't see any eyelashes. I didn't see any nails. I didn't see any contouring. I mean, they don't have no eyelashes or eyebrows or hair. All of that. But there was other. no women, like, 
it was all just dudes and crusters. It oh, um, no. I don't know. I guess they were. Yeah, I guess they were just only biting dudes. Maybe vampires are misogynist, Rude. and there's a higher percentage of dude vampires already. So that's just what their food source looks like. I think it's time, Casey, and we're gonna start with you. 2002's Blade Two. Would you watch it again? Oh, this movie. This movie's a lot. It has some great action, and I love it. And then it has the scenes of, like, the Reapers running on all fours like a dog of, like, how is that possibly any faster than just running at slower? Why are they doing it? The director, Guillermo del Toro, is his mark is all over this. The Reapers look very Pan's Labyrinth-y. Like, he has a signature style that makes me uncomfortable. I don't love it, but I respect it. Ah, and it is very dumb sometimes and kind of boring when they keep rehashing the last movie. But yes, I would watch Blade oh! 2 again. Wesley Snipes is a goddamn gift. Yeah. And I'm becoming more obsessed. I remember why I had to take a Snipes break because like I've now watched three of his movies in a month and I'm just like, I got to have more. I want to watch Murder at 1800 now. I want to watch New Jack City like. Demolition I'm Man. Snipes Demolition obsessed. Man. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again, and I can't wait for next week. Dave, what about you? Blade 2, would you watch it again? Oh, absolutely. I'm not even going to fuck around <laughs> with building tension. This is the absolute highlight of the Snipes Blade trilogy for me. Ooh, it has everything that the first really? one that I loved about the first one, but it adds that little bit extra with the, the, the creature design and not I don't want to say genuine horror, but approaching genuine horror of the Reapers. Um, I adore Guillermo del Toro. He's just Quentin Tarantino for nerds. There is no fucking reason this stupid vampire movie needed references to the classic Western Trinity is my name or Frank Frazetta. But God damn it. He put him in there and shine (laughs) on you, crazy fucking diamond. I I absolutely love this movie. I am definitely going to be watching Blade 2 again and again and again. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jay, what about you? I know this isn't your first, and I, I'm going to go ahead and guess probably not the last, but Blade 2 starring Wesley Snipes, would you watch it again? Yeah, it's hard to pretend like I'm not going to watch Blade 2 again right. because, Great. obviously, I love it. I've seen it several times. I saw it in theaters. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. Man, it was interesting listening to you, Dave, because I'm not sure that I agree that it's my favorite Blade film. I might like the first one better. There are some things I think that it does a little bit simpler, and I really do miss the hematologist character. I think she's fucking fantastic. She so, was good. I loved her. Um, I uh, I don't know, but I I do love this. Like you said, Guillermo del Toro is fantastic. The movie's great. It's dumb, but I don't care because I have a lot of fun. The action is good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm in for the ride. I love Blade Two. So yes, yes, I'm going to watch it again, and that is. Again, three out of three of us are going to watch Blade 2 again. But what about you guys? I would love to read or hear some opinions what you guys thought about Blade 2 because I've seen it so many times my brain's fucking broken and I'd like to hear an opinion of someone that maybe hasn't watched it too many times. I haven't had a fresh thought on this film in like 14 years. Right, right. Dave, Next week is going to be a total surprise, I'm sure. What are you going to bring up? On Golden Pond. (laughs) You know, last week we watched Blade 1. This week we watched Blade 2. I thought I'd change it up a little bit. So next week we'll be watching Pride and Prejudice. No. (laughs) 
it's, it's, it's Blade Trinity. It's the unabashedly mm. bad one. So tune oh, in next what? week to hear about Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel. Oh, God, I forgot. And Dracula. Biel, but, hey, but listen, Patton Oswald is in it. Hey, we call so him Drake in this one. Drake. Yeah, Dracula's that's right. not cool enough. That's right. It's not cool, man. <laughs> oh, just do it now. I'm ready to just I do it. Can we just do a live, a live version? Well, in the meantime, you'll have to just suspend your disbelief and follow us on social: Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Instagram at casey.cinema, Patreon slash shittycinema, or shittycinema.com. Check the show notes for all those links. And while you're listening, we would love it if you could like give us a good review. My mom would be so proud. Thanks. In the meantime, let's turn out the UV lights, take a perfectly good fight scene, and just make it gumbified. Huh?